48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office says Beijing's tit-for-tat sanctions against the U.S. are well-deserved. The Secretary for the Civil Service says the government will make it easier for the elderly to get vaccinated. And at the Tokyo Olympics, Hong Kong athletes are having mixed fortunes, starting with fencer Vivian Kong. The Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office has said seven American citizens and entities that are being sanctioned by Beijing are getting the punishment they deserve. Francis Sid reports. In the first sanctions imposed under China's new anti-foreign sanction law, unspecified counter-sanctions have been laid on the current or former heads of a range of organizations, including former U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. In a statement, the HKMAO offers staunch support for the counter-sanctions. It said the people or groups concerned have been fabricating facts and creating rumors about Hong Kong and have rolled out measures that intervened in Hong Kong affairs and harmed China's interests. Beijing sanctions came just days ahead of a visit by U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman. Last week, Washington sanctioned seven officials from the liaison office because of their role in the security crackdown in Hong Kong. It also issued an advisory highlighting concerns about the potential impact on international companies operating in the SAR. Secretary for the Civil Service Patrick Nip says authorities will launch a scheme to make it easier for the elderly to get vaccinated in a bid to boost the elderly inoculation rate. Jimmy Choi reports. Speaking on an RTHK program, Mr Nip said only 28% of people aged 60 or above have received their first dose of a COVID vaccine, and the rate is even lower for those aged 80 or above at 6%. He said the government will launch a scheme shortly to allow the elderly to take jabs at community vaccination centres without having to make an online appointment. The programme will be initially available for 70-year-olds and older, and it will open up to those who are 60 and older later, Mr Nip said. Under the scheme, each of the 20 or so vaccination centres will provide a daily quota of 200. He added that it is expected to be implemented by the end of the month, with details to be revealed next week. Mr Nip noted that more people have booked appointments to get vaccinated recently, and slots for some centres in the coming days have already been fully booked. He added that the government is now looking into increasing the number of slots for vaccination. The hospital authority says the 13-year-old daughter of a Saudi Arabia consulate official who's been confirmed with the coronavirus earlier is now in a critical condition. The girl and her 11-year-old brother, who flew in from Saudi Arabia earlier this month, live in Taikushing. They tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this week. The girl has been confirmed with the L452R mutant strain. Large crowds of demonstrators protesting against a month-long coronavirus lockdown have clashed with police in Australia's largest city, Sydney. There have also been protests in Melbourne and Brisbane. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports. We want freedom! We want freedom! Freedom was the cry as thousands of anti-lockdown demonstrators marched through Sydney. Some brought their children and few were wearing masks. There were scuffles with the police and roads were blocked. Health officials said large protests in three Australian cities would put lives at risk. The police said the consequences could be disastrous. Sydney has been in lockdown for a month, yet its COVID-19 outbreak appears to be getting much worse. 
China is bracing itself for Typhoon Infa as parts of the country struggle to recover from devastating floods earlier this week. Infa is forecast to make landfall late tomorrow in Zhejiang Province near Shanghai. Mainland officials have issued a level three alert, the third highest for the storm, and more than 100 trains traveling through the region have been cancelled. Shanghai authorities have closed some public parks and museums and warned residents to stay indoors. Some container ship docks have been shut, and more than 100 vessels were moved from the area. And a quick look at the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers and squally thunderstorms. The minimum temperature will be, will be about 27 degrees with a maximum of around 33 degrees in urban areas, slightly higher in the new territories. Currently, it's 30 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity standing at 80%. RTHK, the time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. The annual Gay Pride March is due to take place in the Hungarian capital Budapest later today. Small counter-demonstrations are also expected. The BBC's Nick Thorpe reports. Gay Pride events have taken place every year in Hungary since 1992, but this march has been given extra publicity by recent steps by the Fidesz government. A law passed in mid-June by Parliament banned the depiction or promotion of homosexuality and transgender issues among the under-18s. The organisers of the Pride March say they want to stand up for a diverse, open, inclusive society against what they call the stigmatising efforts of the government. Emergency workers in Western India have been frantically trying to rescue around 50 people feared trapped in a landslide triggered by monsoon rains in the state of Maharashtra. Officials said the incessant rains over the past few days have triggered severe flooding in many parts of the state. The number of those killed has risen to more than 135. At the Tokyo Olympics, fencer Vivian Kong became the first athlete from the SAR to reach the game's fencing quarterfinals. But her hopes for a medal were dashed after losing to Russian Aizanat Murtazaeva. Aaron Tam reports. One of Hong Kong's medal hopes, Vivian Kong had a strong start and beat Peru's Maria Luisa Doig and Poland's Renata Napik Miazga. However, she fell 15-10 to 10 to Russia's 19-year-old Aizanat Murtazaeva. Speaking to reporters after the match, Miss Kong said she was very anxious in her first match against the Peruvian fencer, but she relaxed in her second bout against Napik Miazga. She said she was not aggressive enough and a bit slow in her third match against the Russian. Her teammates, Kaylin Sia and Coco Lin, were both eliminated in round one at the Makuhari Mesa Hall. Other Hong Kong athletes are making progress in their quest for gold. In rowing, Winnie Hong, who is making her Olympic debut, took advantage of a repechage and edged into the quarterfinals in the Women's Single Skulls event. And in table tennis, Wong Chun-Teng and Du Hoi Kem made a strong showing and entered the quarterfinals of the mixed doubles event after defeating Hungary's pairing. They will face France on Sunday. In the badminton mixed doubles Group D, Hong Kong's Tang Chong Man and Zhe Ying Suit beat Malaysia's Chan Peng Soon and Go Liu Ying 2-1. The Hong Kong pair will go on to face China's Wang Yi Liu and Huang Dongping tomorrow. Public apathy to the Tokyo Olympics appears to be thawing on the first full day of competition. Most events have been taking place in front of empty stands, though Japanese supporters outside Tokyo watched the men's cycling road race wind its way up and down the spectacular Mount Fuji. It was won in sweltering heat by Richard Carapaz from Ecuador. 
Alex Kapsik from the BBC is in Tokyo. Certainly the athletes are delighted that the sport has started. We've just been inside the athletes' village talking to them and they, they're all really, really happy about being here and looking forward to, to competing in what are wonderful venues here in Japan. Outside the Olympic ceremony last night here in Tokyo, there was a small protest, but there were many people as well who were sitting down just wanted to be part of it, even though they couldn't get inside. They just felt they wanted to be close to the Olympics. Incredibly frustrating that they can't get inside to watch the events in most of the venues. So I, I do see a shift that people are now looking forward to the sport. China claimed the first two gold medals on day one of the Tokyo Olympics, with victories in shooting and weightlifting. Yang Qian sparked a mini gold rush in a 10-meter air rifle competition, pipping Russia's Anastasia Galashina with a dramatic last-shot victory. In the women's 49-kilo weightlifting event, Ho Jiehui took gold with an Olympic record total of 210 kilograms. Fencer Sun Yi Wen added a third Chinese gold of the day with victory in the women's epi. Meanwhile, Richard Carapaz became just the second competitor in Ecuador's history to top the podium with victory in the road race, as we reported earlier. After the first day, China has four medals, three gold and one bronze. Next are Japan and Italy with two medals apiece, one gold and one silver. Then South Korea with one gold and two bronze medals. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office says Beijing's tit-for-tat sanctions against the U.S. are well-deserved. The Secretary for the Civil Service says the government will make it easier for the elderly to get vaccinated. And at the Tokyo Olympics, Hong Kong athletes are having mixed fortunes, starting with fencer Vivian Kong. And that's the news from RTHK.
kicking off this hour's cool tracks. Cracker. Shine. Someday you will shine. Even in the it's in intervals, like tomorrow. Tonight and tomorrow will be mainly cloudy with a few showers and ice little squally thunderstorms in the morning and at night. Temperatures between 27 to 33 in the urban areas and a couple of degrees higher in the new territories. (laughs) 